In the fall, several of the staff went over to Westridge Middle School to watch some battle of the local middle school volleyball girl teams. And we knew we could be able to see lots of kids, because we have kids at this church that go to schools all over the city. And I was excited, volleyball was my sport, and there were several girls who were trying it out for the first time. And so I watched eagerly, and after I went up to one of them, and this is a basketball player, this was her first time doing volleyball for a, for a team, for a school. And I was like, how is it going? And she's like, it's, it's awful. We lose every game. Have any of y'all ever been on a losing team? It's really, it's painful, or maybe you're, you cheer for a losing team. Well, I have to let y'all know that in our household, it's been kind of a banner year. Georgia Bulldogs, Atlanta Braves, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it, we just could not lose. And for others of you, maybe affiliated with other schools in this state, it has not been as good of a year. Win. No one remembers the losers. So let me ask you this. When you think about this following Jesus thing that we're doing, we're still claiming that we're Christians. Are we winning or are we losing in the world? So if you look at just the data, just what the research says, it's kind of obvious what the answer is. This is the Pew Research study that came out a few years ago, 2019, and the number on top, that's the number of those that identify as Christians. And as you can see, it's going down, slowly, but going down. And then the number that is growing is those that identify as religiously unaffiliated or those that choose none. Those that are either leaving the faith or have decided they are done with faith. And so if you looked at that, that, those numbers, it makes me think Christianity is not hashtag winning at all. But friends, we are gathered here today to hear the greatest story that's ever told to remind us that we don't look to data. We don't look at numbers or research studies to show us where God is at work. We are called to look for life in the most unexpected places. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for a day like today that we can gather and in the midst of our crazy lives, in the midst of whatever reason we're sitting here today because our parents made us or our spouse made us or we came longing for connection with people, with you, we thank you that you are already here and that through these songs and through this scripture and through the gentle embraces of a community of faith, you are giving us living hope. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. We're going to read the resurrection story from the Gospel of Luke. Hear now the word of our Lord. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they, which is the women, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. And the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, 
Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you when he was still in Galilee, the son of man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all of this to the 11 and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stopped stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and then he went home amazed at what had happened. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Those women had made their way to the tomb that morning. They had no idea what to expect. They were caught up in the whys of why me? Why did I even get to meet this man who is now gone? Why again? And then they come and then they look in and they see only death. And then suddenly, the scripture says that two men in dazzling clothes, which literally means like flashes of lightning, it was like people that were dressed in sequins from head to toe are standing there and they say, why do you look for the living among the dead? They're challenging these women. Maybe you need to change your perspective on what you're looking at. I wonder, friends, do we get caught up in looking for the living among the dead things in this world? A few weeks ago, I was in this pastor clergy Zoom, local Presbyterian pastors. We get together once a month. And the leader asked us, I want all of you to share a win in your ministry. And the first person that spoke up was the hospice chaplain. And I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be a sad story. So hospice, for those of you that don't know, that, that is someone is at the end stages of their life. And this man began to share the story about this woman that he was sitting alongside as she neared death. And she shared her story with him. She had worked so hard as a very successful businesswoman. She was going to work her tail off to make sure that when she retired, she was taken care of, her family was taken care of, her grandchildren were taken care of, and she was going to have all the things that she needed for that life, that full life that she thought she needed. And then she retired, and a few years later, she gets osteosarcoma. And it's everywhere. But they are aggressive. They are going to fight this. And so they do the treatments. They do the chemo. They get in on the experimental trial. Well, it's now metastasized into her lungs. And as this chaplain is sitting with this woman, she says, you know, all those things that I had thought my whole life I had been building up for, all of those things were going to bring me the hope and the peace and the joy that I thought, none of that matters. And I am so glad I have realized what does because I now have living hope in Jesus. Are we looking for the living among the dead. You see, we serve a God today who is still in the resurrection business. And our God is not in the business of cynicism. 
or racism or hate or division. Add any ism to the end. That is not our, our God. Our God is in the business of resurrection and desires for all of us to look in and see hope. So when the women come back to talk to the 11 disciples, the scripture reads that they all look back and they say, this is just an idle tale. It's just foolish, but there is one. There is one disciple who, who has this tiny glimmer, glimmer of hope that he is going to go and see for himself. And that was Peter, the very one that had days before denied Christ. He was the, he was the least likely disciple. And he leaves, and look what the scripture says. I want you to see it again. Peter got up, and he ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. And he saw the linen cloths by him, themselves, and then he went home, amazed at what had happened. Peter was the only one of the 11 that was willing to do the work of going to look for the resurrection. I tend to be like those other 10, and I want the resurrection to come to me in a nicely wrapped present with a pretty pink bow on top. But look what Peter had to do. He had to get up, he had to run, he had to stoop, and he had to look in. He had to do the work to look for where God is alive in this world. When the movie Coda came out in the fall, I told everybody I saw that they need to watch this movie. And if you have not seen it, you must see it today. It's appropriate for everybody over the age of 13. And what the story of Coda is that it's a father and a mother and two children. And only the girl on the left, her name's Ruby, only she is the one who can actually hear. She is a child of deaf adults. And it's this beautiful story of like all of the things that you or I maybe are or have already or are about to deal with when raising teenagers, but add to that the difficulty of not being accessible in this world by not being able to hear. And so it's just this beautiful story and Ruby is just this stunning girl and there's this one scene towards the beginning, her family are fisher people and they're on the boat and she's... She's singing, she's singing at the top of her lungs and it's like you hear this angelic voice and she's just singing to mist. No one on the boat can hear her. And there's this tension throughout the whole movie that she knows this is what she was made to do. She can sing and it blesses people and it gives her life and it gives other people life, but her family needs her. She is literally their security blanket. She is the one that can translate the world for them. She is the only one that can do that. So it's the night of her senior recital and her parents and her brother, they all go and they're sitting in the audience and they wait for Ruby to get up and then as Ruby begins to sing, they're looking around at the reactions of the crowd because they can't hear her. And the dad notices that people are leaning in and they're mesmerized and they've been caught by this voice and then she finishes and then all of a sudden they see everybody's standing up clapping and so they stand up and start clapping and smiling and okay. And later that night, they get home and the dad is hanging out on the back of his truck and his daughter Ruby comes up to him and sits back there and she says, what's up? And he says, the song you sang tonight, what was it about? And she says, oh, it was about how we need each other. 
And he says, will you sing it for me? And she says, now, again, here? He's like, yes. And so she begins to sing and as she sings, he takes his hand and he puts it on her vocal cords so that he can feel her sing. And then he says, sing louder. And then this is what happens. friends, are we willing to do the work like Peter? What are we willing to reach out for, change our perspective, stoop down to, run to? What in our life is dead right now that needs some resurrection? And are we willing to go and look for it? May it be so in my life and in yours.